Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your wonderful host, Billiam. I am here with another episode of Future Flicks. It has been a week. Thus, I am back from my vacation. Woo! Well, boo, because I miss it. But also, woo, because it's another episode for your ear holes, for your listening pleasure. This week brings us six new movies. Some of them look pretty good. We have a bunch of news, and we have some trailers to top it all off. It is the week of December 8th, 2017, and this is Future Flicks episode 69. That's right, episode 69. <laughs> I'm a child. We are one episode away from episode 70, which means we are that much closer to episode 100 where I will have to do something special. What is that? I don't know. Anyway, yes, I am back from Louisiana. I went to go visit the Somewhat Nerdy Crew and the Watch Your Mouth podcast. And I was on all the shows. I was on Nerds of Squared Circle first, then I was on Watch Your Mouth, and then I did some Somewhat Nerdy Radio. And I honestly had a blast. I didn't do a lot in New Orleans, and I, I don't mind. I saw some of the basics. I missed most of the French market, because according to Critter, I didn't walk an extra block, which would have taken me right there. But the purpose of the trip was podcasting, and that's really what I wanted to do, and that's what I did. And I had a blast. I hope everyone else enjoyed having me there. And you all are lucky I don't live there, because I would want to be on the show every week, because it was it was truly fun. And I really hope that comes across when the episodes air. Nerds of the Squared Circle is already out. Watch Your Mouth should be dropping this week, and next week, I think, for Somewhat Nerdy Radio, so check that out when it drops. And I know with all the shows coming out, it will appease Herc, because he had nothing to listen to this week or last week so here you go now you do because future flicks is back and i do have sad news out of new orleans uh, there are no more beignets no more beignets at all because i ate them all i ate them all so sorry about that there's now a beignet shortage because they are all in my gut Let's get some opening housekeeping out of the way, and let me tell you a little bit about the show. So if you are new, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for tuning in. And all those references and people I talked about, you have no idea who they are. So those are shows you should listen to. Nerds of Squared Circle, Someone Nerdy Radio, Watch Mouth Podcast, listen to them all, they're great. If you are a returning listener, you know all about it, and you don't want me to go on and on about it anymore, you want me to shut up and get to the show. But before I do that, what is this show? So just in case you're new, let me tell you what it is I do here. On Future Flicks, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week. I tell you what it's about, who's in it, and I give some thoughts on it, and then I give it a score. And that is the Billiams Interest Level Score, or the Bill Score. And that can go from anywhere from 0 for the really bad movies, to 11 for those that turn it up that extra notch. And if you're wondering, no, I don't get early access to these movies. I am just like you. I only have the trailers to go on. So you can find this show on iTunes, SoundCloud, the Somewhat Nerdy website, that's somewhatnerdy.com. You can find us on any podcast listening app and if you can't find us on your preferred app let us know just hit me up with the ways i will tell you how to reach me in a bit hit up snarf chris from somewhat nerdy radio 
just let us know and we will work on it. I know that Pocket Cast is working again. And there was another one, I think Freedom Radio. I don't know. if I'd, I forgot if that's the exact name. Some sort of blah, 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 radio. I'm going to have to check if that's working. Jess, if you're listening to me, not Ghost Jess, Jess from work, if you're listening to me, then maybe it works. Or maybe you're not listening to me because you heard a little bit of the show going, oh, that guy's crap. I don't want to listen to him. Well, let's talk about how you can reach me. You can email me, billiamreviews at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at billiamswn. You can also comment on this video on SoundCloud. You can comment on the Summit Nerdy website or our Facebook page. So let's get into that very first segment of the show, which needs an intro. But that first segment, as always, is the news. Lionsgate has dropped the biopic about mob boss John Gotti, starring John Travolta and directed by Kevin Connolly. This film has been pulled until a new distributor has been found. This movie is supposed to have the best role for Travolta in a long while, and it's been in the works for years. There's no set release date now, but IndieWire is reporting that 2018 is what they're aiming for, so we'll see if that comes true. So we may see John Travolta next year as the infamous mobster. According to Slash Film, a sequel to Baby Driver is being hammered out, quote-unquote, by Edgar Wright. He's in talks now, and he hopes that they'll let him write it, if not also direct it. Even though it was his brainchild, so I think that's what happens when a company then owns your product. So it was his, he did it, and now any sequels, I guess, have to go through them. There's no release date for this yet, of course, because this hasn't even been written. The Hollywood Reporter reported that Brian Singer has been fired from the set of Rhapsody, the Queen biopic. This isn't the first problem for the long-awaited movie, as Sasha Baron Cohen quit the lead after creative differences between himself and the remaining members of Queen. This was reported a while back. And since then, the role of Freddie Mercury has been taken over by Remy Malek, who plays the main character in Mr. Robot. So he has since taken over, but has had heated conversations with Brian Singer because it was reported that Singer was acting unprofessional with a list of grievances that included tardiness and frequent no-shows to the set. The two reportedly reconciled, but Singer was a no-show after Thanksgiving break ended, which was the last screw-up that caused the firing by Fox. It was also reported that he did similar things on the set of X-Men Apocalypse. In his defense for Queen, or for Rhapsody, the Queen biopic, so in his defense for that, Singer said he was dealing with the illness of a parent and the studio would not let him deal with it. I don't know if that was also the case for X-Men Apocalypse or if he's just kind of an ass. In my personal opinion, if, he's, if he really is dealing with this illness of a parent, he should step down instead of being a constant no-show. Zack Snyder stepped down instead of making the cast and crew deal with his absence for Justice League. As we don't know the full story, I can say only one thing for certain. Both Singer and Fox could have handled things differently. Isn't he also supposed to be a pervert or something? Didn't he get in trouble for, for molestation? Has that been swept under the rug now, now, now that so many other people have come forward with stories about other actors and directors and businessmen? I don't know. Let's move on to something I do know. I do know that The Hollywood Reporter had news that made my nerd boner pop furiously. Quentin Tarantino is very interested in working on the next Star Trek movie. He says that he has a story idea ready and would like to direct it and shared his vision with J.J. Abrams. Abrams wants to get a writer's room together where they will work out the story and take it to Paramount. The studio has no comment so far, but if they're smart, I really think they'll let Tarantino do this. 
Because even though he does really adult movies, I think he would understand that this has to be a family-friendly movie, and I really think he would bring his unique vision to the Star Trek universe. Well, folks, can you smell what the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce is cooking? Dwayne Johnson is being given a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's right, this comes as no surprise to anyone as anything that man touches turns to gold. Even his shittiest movies are wonderful. This story came from Variety. If you've been hearing rumors that Hugh Jackman was offered the role of James Bond, let me tell you this. This was years ago after Pierce Brosnan stepped down. Jackman was offered the role before Daniel Craig. So people who are hoping for a black or female Bond, don't start your angry Twitter rants yet. And finally in the news, as some of you may have heard, maybe on this show, director Ryan Johnson says he has planned a Star Wars trilogy that he will work on after the current trilogy is done. There was speculation that these movies were going to revolve around the Knights of the Old Republic story, but Ryan Johnson has said that even though he does love the KOTOR games, he's more interested in the new stories he can tell. This was reported by Slash Films. And with that, my future friends, let's jump into the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the trailer trove. Alright folks, not much in the trove this week. We have Jurassic World The Fallen Kingdom got a teaser trailer, and there's nothing to be excited for. At least not yet. There seems to be the status quo for big movies now that they'll hype the sh** out of a teaser trailer, and then the teaser will give so little that it doesn't do anything for anyone. I understand teasers have to do that, just that, which is tease and not give away too much, but give us a little more than these motherfuckers running away from a volcano. Look at the Deadpool teaser. Even if you take away the comedy aspect of Deadpool dressed as Bob Ross, it was still a good teaser because it showed us a lot of a little. So we couldn't put together a story yet, not from what we were shown, but we were shown a lot of cool scenes. That is how you do a teaser. This isn't. They just decided, oh, hey, let's take part of the movie, a small part, and use that as our, the whole thing as our teaser. Mm, it didn't quite work. Next up in the trove, we have a trailer for a movie called Please Stand By. This is a movie about a woman who writes a script for a Star Trek script writing contest, and she goes out on her own to deliver it to the studio. This stars Dakota Fanning, Tony Collette, and Alice Eve, and what is it now that autism is the next big thing. I mean, I like the things that I have seen. At the very least, a lot of these movies that are coming out and some of these shows look like they're dealing with it respectfully. They're not being assholes like Big Bang Theory does. Star Wars The Last Jedi got a new international trailer. There wasn't a whole lot of new things, just a couple of new scenes. So go and check that out if you're really trying to scoop up any bit of new Star Wars goodness you can get. Though, it is next week that that movie comes out. So yay! And finally, we have a trailer for a film called Permission. A dark romantic dramedy starring Rebecca Hall, Dan Stevens, Jason Sudeikis, and Gina Gershon. It looks interesting, but this movie relies on this one guy being a huge asshole. Like, the whole plot, the whole movie would not happen if this one character is not a dickhead. So there's this couple that's truly in love. They've been in love since they were younger. They haven't been with anyone else, romantically or sexually. Then some dark-hearted naysayer decides to make them question it just because that lonely asshole can't believe that two people are in love without ever being with anyone else. 
See, even when I was at the darkest and loneliest time of my life, I was never that guy. I hated couples. Sure, I would look at them going, oh, why do you get to be happy? Die. You know the episode of Scrubs where Ted it was caught in the park throwing rocks at old people? And he says, why do they get to be happy? That was old emo Billiam. But even then, I wasn't this guy. But then I guess that's an effective character, isn't it? It makes me hate this person and it makes the plot go on. It makes something happen. Anyway, some a-hole makes this couple question themselves and then they give each other permission to sleep around. And everything goes to sh**. And that leaves us with the question, can they bring it all back together or will they call it off? This is an indie movie, but it's not a, at least it doesn't feel like a pandering indie movie. So it could go either way. We could get a happy ending. We could get a depressing ending. We'll see. But that's it for the trailer trove. Let's hear from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio before we go on to the next segment. Stay tuned. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And we're back from the break. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Like I said, we have six movies this week. The pick of the week should be pretty obvious, especially if you listen to Watch Your Mouth podcast. But you don't know what else is coming out this week, and there are some good movies. Well, let's get this show on the road with the first movie called November Criminals. Addison's best friend gets murdered in a broad daylight attack. The police are ready to write it off as gang violence, but Addison knows better. He knows that his friend would have never joined a gang. He watches as the town is ready to write off the murder, but he takes matters into his own hands and sets off to find out who killed Kevin and why. This stars Ansel Elgort from Baby Driver, Chloe Grace Moretz from Kick-Ass, Catherine Keener from Get Out, and David Strathairn from Good Night and Good Luck. The kid that plays Kevin is, I'm just going to name him just because he's a big part of the story, even though he's not in the movie a lot. The actor is Jared Kemp, who had a small part in The Purge Election Year. The weird thing about this movie is that it's already been released. It was released back in November online, so you can already watch it. You can stop listening right now and go on to Google Play Store and, and uh, not iTunes, YouTube. Google Play Store and YouTube and buy this movie. It is $9.99 to rent, $14.99 to buy. So if you just want to watch it once, spend about $10, about the same price as a movie ticket, and you don't have to deal with traffic, gas, the cost of movie food and all that stuff. Of course, you don't get to watch it on a big screen, but this isn't that type of movie. But you know what? If you think this movie could be up your alley, if you think this could be something you want to watch, either... Here's what you do. Either wait for it to come out on a streaming service, because but I don't know if it will. I don't know how these things are decided. So either wait for that, or you just buy it for $14.99. So for five more dollars, you can own it. But that's if you think this movie is going to be good. I think it looks okay. This looks like an interesting movie. This looks like it could be a prequel, in a way, to Baby Driver. He doesn't have a car yet. He's still in high school. 
In fact, this could have really easily been worked into the Baby Driver series, but it's not. It It's just kind of similar in the way of this guy who's taking matters into his own hand and ends up kind of fighting crime, even though in Baby Driver he was taking part in the crime and then decides, oh, no, I got to get out of this life. In this one, he was never in it and then kind of gets into the life to try and find out who killed his friend. L look at this movie as a gleaming the cube for 2017. If you don't remember Gleaming the Cube, it's an old Christian Slater movie where he has to skateboard to find his brother's killer. Yeah, you heard me right. He has to use his mad skateboard skills to find out who killed his adopted brother. Kind of similar to this movie, though it's just a brother from another mother. Okay, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Kind of. I'm kind of kidding. Bare bones, these are similar movies. This goes a little deeper, because this guy who has no history with the, at least we know of, through the trailer, we don't know if he has any history with the unsavory sorts, he has to go into their world to find out what happened to his friend. The whole time his girlfriend, played by Chloe Grace Moretz, is with him, and it's a struggle for her because she sees that he's getting into more and more dangerous activity, and she's not really okay with that. She understands that he needs to find out what happened to his friend because the cops aren't going to do that. They are just set that this black kid was killed, obviously gang-affiliated. The parents are too devastated to fight it, and they're just kind of resigned themselves going, well, the cops aren't going to do anything. It's just, it is what it is. By the way, we're grieving right now. We can't do much. Well, you know, let's wrap this up. I could, actually, I could talk longer about this, but I really don't think I want to. So let's say that this is a familiar plot, but it looks like enough is different that it's not going to feel stale because I didn't get bored watching this trailer. I thought it looked interesting. It's something I'm going to add to my list. But it's a movie that could wait. There are better looking movies coming out this week. November Criminals gets a 5.5 out of 11. Well, let's move right on to the next movie on the list, which is a film called Hollow in the Land. Allison's brother Brayden goes missing and the police are looking for him. He has a history of acting up, but this time he's been tied to a murder. A murder that Allison knows he didn't commit. So she sets out to find her missing brother and prove his innocence, even though the whole town is against her. This stars Diana Agron from Glee, Rachel Leflavor, I think that's how you say it, from Under the Dome, and Sean Ashmore from the X-Men series. He played Iceman. So this movie has a similar feel to November Criminals. It's a different movie, a totally different plot, but has a similar feel of someone, of one person on a mission to find out what happened to their loved one and the whole time getting deeper and deeper into trouble. But unlike November Criminals, this one doesn't look that good. This is the first movie by writer-director Scooter Corkle, and I am not making that name up. I didn't know that Scooter was an actual name. I thought it was just a nickname, like the nickname of the guy in Borderlands that, that gets you those cars you drive around. Get you some, or that guy, you know, you know him. Okay, but that was dick. That was dickish of me. I'm sorry. Scooter, if you're listening, I'm sorry. That that was mean. Instead, I'm going to shit on your movie. This movie doesn't look bad, but like I've said about many movies in the past, this doesn't look good. So, Scooter, at least you did that. At least you didn't make a movie that doesn't look terrible. But you made a movie that doesn't give me any reason to see it. Everything is mediocre. It's a mediocre story with mediocre acting, and the whole thing looks uninspired. And you know, my fans, you know how much I hate to use those buzzwords, but this is uninspired. And I said that even if it makes me a hypocritical asshole, 
because that's the best way I can describe this. This movie is for two types of people. Hardcore Glee fans, like hardcore Glee fans, and people who are stuck on bed rest, unable to move, and the controller is just out of reach, and this movie comes on the TV. Those are the two people who will watch this movie. And just don't see this. If, if any of the two movies I just mentioned interest you at all, go see November Criminals. Or, better yet, see one of the other movies I'm going to talk about, because every movie from here on out looks better than this one. Hollow in the Land gets a 3 out of 11. And my future friends, one last movie before the break. And that movie is called Just Getting Started. Duke is the most popular man in the retirement community. That is, until Leo shows up and challenges his throne. One day, the two are golfing, and there's an attempt on Duke's life. Turns out, Duke is in witness protection. He was a witness against the mob. And Leo, a former FBI agent, helps Duke stay alive. This stars Morgan Freeman from The Shawshank Redemption, Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black, Rene Russo from Thor and Thor The Dark World, and Joe Pantoliano from The Matrix. I really think Morgan Freeman is in that place in his career where he gives zero f**ks. Where people go, hey, do you want to make this movie? He's like, are you going to pay me for it? Yes, of course we will, Mr. Freeman. Then yes, I'll do it. If you notice, I didn't even try to do a Morgan Freeman impression because I'm a little too tired right now and I don't think I can do it. And also, I don't do impressions. I'm terrible at them. But I'm just getting started. Ah, do you see what I did there? That I'm, I'm sorry, that was, that was really bad and you deserve better from your host. But... What else can I say about this? It's run-of-the-mill. We've seen movies like this before, just like with Hollow in the Land, just like with November Criminals. This may not be a direct copy. This may not be a movie that was completely ripped off from another one, but it's still familiar. This still looks funny, though. It looks like it would be enjoyable. It looks like the type of movie that I just want to watch something stupid and kind of zone out on a rainy day. Maybe you put this on and it will be enjoyable. You will like it, but you're not going to get anything from it. It's not going to be, it's not going to stick in your mind. And years later you go, you know what a good movie was? Just getting started. Let's watch that. No, you'll, you'll stumble upon it later and going, oh, you know, I did watch it. It wasn't that bad. Should we watch it again? No, no, of course not. Let's watch something good. Uh, but this is a basic geriatric comedy. And it feels really weird talking about a movie with Morgan Freeman, Tommy Lee Jones, Rene Russo, Joan Pantoliano, and calling it a geriatric comedy. But it really is. Because that's the style. Movies like these have been coming out since Grumpy Old Men. And Grumpy Old Men was f***ing fantastic. It was a great movie. This looks okay. And I'm starting to repeat myself, so that's a sign that I'm running out of things to say about it. It looks mediocre. There we go. Just getting started gets a 5 out of 11. And with that, it is time for our final break, where you will hear a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle and the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me... Starf Chris and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah. yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomeoneNerdy.com. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. 
wall-to-wall filthy fucking language. Go to a grocery store. I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there. I'm like, yeah, that I even come here for. With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of fucks and garnished with a crown of Shut the fuck up. How the fuck did we get here? Fuck all that. Fuck a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. All right, welcome back, everyone. It is time for the final three movies of the week. And the next movie on the list is a movie called I, Tanya. This is a bio-comedy about Tanya Harding and her rise to the top of the figure skating world and her fall after the attack on the up-and-comer Nancy Kerrigan. This stars Margot Robbie from Suicide Squad, Sebastian Stan from Captain America Winter Soldier, Allison Janney from The West Wing, and Bobby Cannavale from Ant-Man and Chef. You know, I just decided something. I decided that I'm going to have two lists. I'm going to have well, multiple lists. <laughs> I still have my Bollywood list. Uh, that's always growing and not shrinking as much as it should. But for this purpose, I'm going to have a list called the Passive List. The Passive Movie List, which is composed of movies that I want to watch, but will watch them when I get around to it. Not movies like the next two, which I will actively seek either, either in theaters now or when they come out on video or streaming. No, this one I want to watch, but I'm going to wait for it to find me. This movie has a lot going for it. Uh, three out of the four actors I really like. Margot Robbie gets a lot of sh** from people in Hollywood, and I don't think it's deserved. She is a good actress. She has never let us down. I really think that she gets a lot of the sh** she does because she's beautiful. But Billiam, you may be saying, there are a lot of beautiful actresses out there and they don't get treated the same way. I think it's because Margot Robbie kind of looks like a supermodel. Alicia Vikander, beautiful, doesn't get a lot of sh**. Margot Robbie, beautiful, kind of looks like a Kate Upton type supermodel. So they, I, I, people give her sh**. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But that's just how I feel about it. Even as Harley Quinn, I think she did a really good job. If you didn't like that movie or the way her character was written, that is not her fault. And for Sebastian Stan, I hope he starts to do more and more because I think he's a good actor that is really just known for being the Winter Soldier. He's done more than that. He's been in Once Upon a Time. He was on Gossip Girl. He was in Ricky and the Flash, that Meryl Streep movie that wasn't widely loved. He was in The Martian. Hell, he was in Logan Lucky. Almost unrecognizable in Logan Lucky, might I say. So I think that he needs to get away from Bucky Barnes when he's done in the MCU, because he can do a lot more. And let's face it, except for the times where Bucky Barnes is fighting between his himself and the Winter Soldier persona, there's not a whole lot of acting. Cold, emotionless killer? Sure, I got it. Do you actually need me to act now? Oh, I can get that too. Trust me, here, watch me be awesome. Okay, back to being cold and emotionless. I get it. But enough about Sebastian Stan, back to I, Tanya. If any of you are around my age, if you're if you're in your 30s, I'm 34, so if you're around that age or older, you will remember this this event. You will remember what a big deal it was. It was huge. But now we're making a movie of it and now it's a comedy. Okay, let let's say it's a black dramedy because it's not a true comedy. So I guess I misspoke in the description, but there's a lot of funny in this movie. The trailer looks funny. A lot of the lines, especially from Margot Robbie and Allison Janney, 
are funny. And it's amazing what all these years can do. What was big sh** back then is is comedy now. But as a movie, because I haven't talked about this as a movie much yet. I've just been talking about the comedy aspect and the actors. This looks entertaining. It looks like something that will be fully enjoyable, but also not good enough to warrant effort to watch it. And I know I already said that when I talked about this going on my passive list, but I think for all of us, this is a movie that if you stumble across it, you should watch it. I just don't think that you should really try that hard. Because I think if, if you're going to put effort into seeing a movie, there are better movies to see. This week, la okay, maybe not last week, but almost every other week, there's something better to see. This is definitely a movie to keep your eye open for, but keep your eye open on a streaming service on Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime. You're going to watch a funny movie that's going to tell the full story, a story that we may not know. And it's going to do so with some really good actors in it and some set design and costumes that are a blast from the past. Which means that this is a period piece. Yay! A 90s period piece. There, there you go. I, Tanya gets a 6 out of 11. And why stop here? Let's go on to the next movies of the week. There are only two. There are only two movies and only one pick. A lot of you could probably guess what that pick is, but there is a chance it could be the other movie, right? There's a chance. Well, actually, no. No, that chance is slim because I'm going to tell you. The next movie on the list is called The Disaster Artist. This is a story of how the infamous movie The Room got made. This stars James Franco from Pineapple Express, Dave Franco from Neighbors, Seth Rogen from Pineapple Express, Ari Grainer from Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, Alison Brie from Glow, Zac Efron from Neighbors, Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games, Jason Mansukis from The League, and Paul Shear from The League. So yes, a lot of these people have worked with each other before, but whether or not they get scenes together, that is yet to be seen. Because like we saw in Kingsman The Golden Circle, we had two people from The Big Lebowski in the movie who didn't actually interact. But things like that aren't going to be why you watch this movie. You watch this movie because you are a fan of the room, of the beautiful mess that was the room, or you care not for the hype behind that awful movie. And instead, you want to see this movie that looks like a good comedy that's also going to tell you the history of the infamous cult classic. What I'm really interested in is to see if years down the line, if we will get a documentary about the making of this. Because if you look on Netflix, you'll see the documentary about Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman in the movie Man on the Moon. There's supposed to be another one about him playing the Grinch and how he's crazy and gets into character. From what I heard, James Franco really got into character so much that he was even answering the phone as Tommy Wiseau. So I want to know, did he go all method acting crazy in this? Either way, whether he did or didn't, it looks like a good movie. It looks like an honest portrayal, and that just happens to come out like a comedy. But if you're going in expecting answers of Tommy Wusso's past, I don't think you'll find it, because I, I do believe that it's still a mystery where his accent comes from and how old he really is. In the trailer, or one of the trailers for the movies, it shows him in an acting class, and people go, hey, how old are you? He's claiming he's 20-something, but motherfucker, you are like 40. 
And if you haven't noticed, it looks like I'm jumping around a lot and going on little tangents. But that's because, especially with this movie, you know if you're going to see it or not. There's nothing I can say that will change your mind. Either you care enough about the story, you care enough about the making of the room, and you want to see this interpretation of it. Or you don't care, you don't think it looks funny, and you're not going to see it. This film is for a special group of people. The people who are familiar with the room and why it's important. And simultaneously, people who are a fan of these actors and their types of comedy. You really know what you're going to get with this film because of the story behind it and because of who's in it. But again, this is Future Flicks with Billiam and you're here for my opinion and here's my score. The Disaster Artist gets a 7 out of 11. All right, everyone, let's wrap this up with the next movie, which you probably know by now. My pick of the week is called The Shape of Water. A mute woman works as a maid in a secret government laboratory. While there, she stumbles upon one of the secrets. Abe Sapien- I'm sorry, not Abe Sapien. I mean Amphibian Man is being kept there and tortured and studied. Eliza, or Elisa, I don't know which, the woman, decides she must help the Amphibian Man who's totally not Abe Sapien. This stars Sally Hawkins from Godzilla, Doug Jones, who plays Abe Sapien, Abe f***ing Sapien, Abe Sapien in Hellboy, Michael Shannon from Man of Steel, Richard Jenkins from Cabin in the Woods, Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures, Michael Stolbarg from A Serious Man, and David Hewlett from Stargate Atlantis and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Alright, before anyone says anything, I know it. it's really not Abe Sapien. I know that. This is an amphibian man. Of course, maybe Guillermo del Toro got this idea from working on Hellboy and went, you know, I am never going to make another Hellboy movie because the studio made what's called a mistake and didn't let him do three. So maybe this is him just getting to play around with the character again. But this is future flicks. We're not here for speculation. I mean, okay, we kind of are because I'm basing all of my reviews and scores based only on the trailer. Like, I I've had some people really confused about the show. Like, how do you review a movie without seeing it? And, and I always tell them I'm not reviewing the movie. I am giving my thoughts on it based only on the trailer. Because I want to talk about every movie coming out during the week. And guess what? I am not going to see every movie. Even with MoviePass, and even if I had more free time, I still wouldn't do it. But let's get back to talking about The Shape of Water. Uh, it has a good cast and it looks impressive. It looks like it's going to be a good movie that is going to be on the slower side of Guillermo del Toro's movies. Because he's had fast-paced movies, or, you know, well, faster-paced movies, at least, and he's had slow, methodical movies, and I think this is going to be one of the slow, methodical ones. He's really going to set the scene for us. This is a really really stylized movie. And yes, it is a period piece as well. So if you are a fan of really fast-paced action movies, over-the-top blockbusters, things like that, and you don't really tend to like slower movies, then this film isn't going to be for you. It may be worth a shot. It may be one of the ones that makes you change your mind on things like this, or on types of movies like this. But for the rest of us, this is going to be a really safe Bet. This is a movie that I think will be enjoyed by a lot of people, but the question is, do you want to enjoy this in theaters? And that's a really good question, because I saw Pan's Labyrinth after it came out of theaters. So I saw it at home, and I still really liked it. I don't think I missed anything by missing it in theaters. And this is that type of movie. This is going to be really good. And yes, the theater is going to help it. The theater is going to really help set the mood. Because there's something really special about that mostly quiet room, except for, you know, popcorn rustling and ass 
talking on a big screen in a dark room. It just adds this wonderful ambiance to everything. So yeah, maybe you can't replicate that at home, but this isn't the type of film I think that needs it. It would still benefit, the movie would still benefit from it, but it's not going to be a deal breaker. So even though this is my pick, if this is the movie I'm recommending to you, if you go and see a movie, this is the one that I think you would like the most. As for me, if I go see a movie this week, I don't know if it's going to be this one. The Disaster Artist looks really funny, and there are still movies in the theater that I haven't seen yet, and movies I want to see. The other day, I went to try and watch Murder on the Orient Express. The local theater had it in its smallest screen, and it was sold out, which blew my mind. Almost four weeks after, almost four weeks after, and the, even though it was a small theater, it was still sold out, so maybe I go see that this week. But no matter what I do, no matter what my choice is, I am going to see Shape of Water at some point. This has good actors in it, people we know do a good job. Michael Shannon plays a fantastic bad guy, no matter what you think about Man of Steel, he was good in it. In fact, the actors were good in it. So Shape of Water, or The Shape of Water, is offering us a unique story with familiar characters, and let's forget Abe Sapien for a second, a familiar character of a creature from the Black Lagoon-esque monster. So that kind of familiar, a good story, familiar characters, in a wonderfully stylized setting, directed by a reliable, a truly reliable director. Writer too, writer and director, so everything points to this being a good movie. But sometimes, this is what we learn here on Future Flix, sometimes a movie can have everything going for it, every single thing, but still would be a pass in the theater. Because remember, just because it's my pick of the week doesn't mean you have to run out and see it. That's just me telling you that if you see something, this is what you should see. Even if I make a different decision. Because I am trying to pick the movie that I think the most people would like. Like if one of my wildest dreams come true and Stargate SG-1, if the cast and crew get back together and they make one more movie, I would see that right away. I would be the only person in a line for that. And even though I would skip almost anything to see that, it would not be my pick of the week. And a lot of my loyal listeners know this already, and I'm sorry for repeating it, but every once in a while, you know, I like to bring up things that my listeners should know, just for all the new people who may not have heard it. So you know what that means? In one or two more Bollywood movies, I'm gonna explain or re-explain all my thoughts on those, and I'm really sorry. But let's wrap up this week's movies, and let me say The Shape of Water looks really good. It really does. And this is going to be the most reliable movie that's come out in a while. But still, like I said, that doesn't mean you have to see this in theaters. This just means it really should go on your Tubi watch list, be it now or later. Because ladies and gentlemen, next week is a far, far bigger movie. And it is a long-awaited movie. And that one I will say, yes, you gotta see in theaters. But The Shape of Water needs a score. So here it is. The Shape of Water gets a 9 out of 11. And with that, my future friends, it is time to dive into the question of the week. And y'all had two weeks to answer this. But of course, we just got our regular answers. And thank you. I, thank you, everyone who answered. And to everyone who listens to the show and didn't answer, still thank you for listening. But hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you, uh, touch that phone of yours a little bit, type in some words in the Twitters or comment somewhere and give me an answer. Maybe. Or not. As long as you listen, I'm fine. But I like interacting with y'all. I like it a lot. And I like knowing a little bit more about you, just like every week, Brian Q, you find a way to, to make me smile with wonderfully unique answers. 
And before I actually get into the answers, let me acknowledge something really quick. Somewhat Nerdy's very own Herc, he's a fan of the show. I, I met him when I went to Louisiana, and it was great meeting you. And I fully understand why you don't answer the question a lot. Because guess what? You know, you're driving to work, and then when you get to your destination, maybe you don't remember. And then tell yourself, okay, later I'll do it, and then just slips your mind. I, I completely know what that's like. But I'm still going to give you crap, because that is my prerogative here on Future Flicks. So if you remember, last week, or two weeks ago that is, the question of the week was, what is your favorite critically panned movie? Alright, well let's get into the answers with the first answer that came to us on Instagram from Fratmat. And Fratmat says, Cocktail. He actually said, was Cocktail panned? Because I grew up loving that movie and I looked it up. And I don't know how it was received at the time by critics, but I'll tell you what, right now, it has a 5% from those dollar store hookers at Rotten Tomatoes. It has an audience score of 58%. And guess what? 58% is still a bad score. But look at that difference. 5% from actual critics and 58% from actual human beings. So long story short, yes, Frat Matt, that counts. It is a critically panned movie and you love it. And I can't blame you. It is a classic Tom Cruise movie. Let's jump to Twitter for the next answer, which came from Brian Q. Brian Q did it once again. He chose the movie My Bodyguard. Let me read his exact tweet. He says, I don't know how it tested critically, but one of my truly favorite movies is My Bodyguard. And I actually have to say, no, this wasn't critically panned, at least not now, because it's hard to tell with old movies if they're panned or not. So I really have to go by the modern critics. Going back to Rotten Tomatoes, they actually liked this. It gets a tomato meter score of 86. And here we have the opposite of what we normally see, an audience score of 69. If you don't remember, this is the movie with Adam Baldwin, Matt Dillon, and Chris Makepeace that came out in, uh, let me see, 1980. Three years before I was brought into the world. I just wanted to cross-reference with Metacritic, too, and they give it a 67, which is considered generally favorable. And there's actually no user scores for this one, so who knows what the people think. And to be fair, I looked up Cocktail on Metacritic, they gave it a 12, overwhelming dislike based on 14 critics. And user scores on Metacritic give it a 2.5, because for some reason the Metascore and the user score are measured differently, because f*** you, why not? So I believe that's it for this week's answers, or last week's answers, that is. And once again, if I missed you, which is entirely possible this week because of the two-week break, but if I missed you, please remind me, and I am sorry, I did not do it on purpose. But it is time for my answer, and my answer, I cheated, and I looked at the list of Rotten Tomatoes movies that had a zero, and I looked for one I liked, and I did, I did find one I really liked. And it's a perfect example of nostalgia and fun over it actually being a good movie. So that movie is The Substitute 2, School's Out. If you do not know, The Substitute uh, series was a four or five movie series. The first one had Tom Berenger in it, and that was kind of along the lines of Dangerous Minds when those movies were all the rage of a teacher really standing up to bullies and making the school a better place. Well, number one had Tom Berenger in it, and he did not return for any of the sequels, Treat Williams returned for all of the sequels. If you don't know, Treat Williams was in movies like Deep Rising, which is a fantastically terrible movie, and The Phantom, he was in that as well, Mulholland Falls, Where the River Flows North. More recently, he was in 127 Hours. But this got a 
tomato meter score of zero and it gets an audience score of 28 which is still terrible but you know what i'm actually going to give this to them because i truly think if a movie like this came out now i would hate it i would talk nothing but shit about it it would get a zero on the bill score and the only reason i still like it is because i liked it so much as a kid so it has a special place in my heart the substitute movies especially anyone past the first one are just cheesy straight to vod i'm sorry VOD. it was actually tape tape and dvd back then straight to video movies that barely deserved recognition but i loved them all i really did and this one, I can't say, I can't defend it using fun, really. Not like I can Justice League, not like I can all the other DC movies except Wonder Woman, which was loved. I can't do that. For this, it's pure nostalgia. Do I recommend you watch it? You know what? Why not? Why not? If you have never seen the Substitute series, check number one out and check number two out. Because they are different movies. Uh, it's a different character, different story. And if you don't like two, there's no reason at all to watch three or four. But if you don't like one, maybe you'll like two, because it is a different actor. Still cheesy, still 90s action movie. Not even action movie, 90s fighting movie. So I believe that's it. So we need a question for this week. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to beat around the bush about next week. It is Star Wars week next week. It is the biggest movie of the year. This year had a bunch of great movies, but this was always going to be the big one. Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, Spider-Man Homecoming, great. I look forward to those, but this is the movie. So let's do a Star Wars related question for next week, and here it is. You are now in charge of Star Wars movies. You get to pick the next one, and the next one is going to be a standalone like Rogue One or Han Solo, or Solo that is. You are given the task to pick a character from the entire expanded universe. Even the expanded universe that's not canon anymore. You can pick any character to get their own movie. Who is it? So let me repeat it and let me make it a little simple. Who do you want to see get their own Star Wars movie from old canon or current canon? Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this week's episode of Future Flicks with Billiam. It has been episode 69. <laughs> 69. And truly, thank you. I know I say it every week, but I I want to really get across how appreciative I am that anyone listens to my show. While I do think I do a good show, that still doesn't blow my mind any less that people listen to it. So thank you, each and every one of you. But let's finish this up with the closing housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that's somewhatnerdy.com, I would really appreciate it if you take a few moments out of your day to give the podcast a rating and give all the podcasts in the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network a rating. We would love five stars, and that would truly help us out. The more five-star ratings, the better. And then you can leave a comment. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what you think I need to improve on. And how do you reach me? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter, at BilliamSWN, Instagram, at BilliamSWN, and email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts 
also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And don't forget the Watch Your Mouth Podcast, a really good friend of the show, my bromance buddies. And always check out Big D Movie Hunter on YouTube. He's a great guy that does a series of videos that all revolve around movies. And don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy website for all of our latest blogs and news. But finally, my dear listeners, my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off. I'll see you in the future. <laughs>